Holy smokes, welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. It is a good day around here. My name is All uh, Synthetic Al, and with me, as ever, is Quality Juicy Casper. And we have special guest on the phone opting in on the terrible nickname game. Casper's holding his forehead already is natural organic norm from normac pedals wow you went like two <laughs> words yeah one well, i wanted it to sound like a food advertisement how you doing norm i'm doing great man that was perfect <laughs> nailed it I love how it's like that's a thing okay forget about that let's move on <laughs> <laughs> you were so you were so consumed with your hatred of the nickname game i was actually more that norm concerned. didn't even get to say hi <laughs> all consumed i was in fear of what you were going to come up with because that was horrible anyway i i, I well I, I wrote them in reverse order of how i introduced us which i realized kind of it lacked a little bit of the flow as to how i wrote it because i wrote it as naturally organic norm quality juicy casper and all synthetic al because it was i thought it was funny that actually I was that the, flows a lot better usually. that would have yeah, been I way know. better i should have done it that way i agree mm -hmm. let's you know hit the let's okay theme song let's do this is it playing all right okay all right now skip that welcome to the cultured guitar as much with me as our special guest naturally organic norm my bald, surly companion, quality, juicy Casper, and I am your host, All Synthetic Al. Is that better? Much better. All right. Sounded very much more um, infomercial-ish. That's, yeah. Special and not bonus. at all rushed. Yes. <laughs> Special bonus to our yeah. listeners. You get two intros, which you've always wanted. <laughs> That's what everybody listens to the podcast for. And find out what we're doing this week <laughs> i got it i know how to just make make sure you're following the format it'll be at least two months before i forget that again after dan lectured me hmm. that's dan from more guitars our guest a couple of weeks ago that was good <laughs> who i forgot to ask about what him about what he was up to that week and he was like hey i've listened to this show <laughs> i know what's coming up come on yeah and then he took over hosting for that episode. <laughs> Anyways, so let's kick it off, man. Norm, what have you been up to this week, man? This week, I've been actually um, working on a new circuit that I have uh, going on and um, trying to come up with a, a nice, cool enclosure to go along with it. But the the paint tests have been working so good, so just keep cracking at it and going further. Went ahead and uh, ordered some, uh, what is it called? ferric chloride acid so i'm gonna like try to etch my own pcbs sorry man al and i both made the same dumb face like, <laughs> what <laughs> i know two that's types of etching, acid etching citric them. and lsd <laughs> <laughs> well the kind i'm talking about you don't want on your tongue okay okay Good. but uh yeah it's uh it's used in in etching pcbs and like apparently knife like if you want to write stuff on a knife you use this stuff oh yeah i should probably not swallow that acid then mm. yeah yeah mm -hmm. it's uh kind of corrosive all right fair enough okay was that the uh you, so the that's the the pedal you sent me a picture of hey that uh sunsetty looking one that you've been experimenting yeah yeah, yeah. that's the tape that's the paint test that i was talking about there i'm gonna sand it down and see if i can make it look better but it's uh just 
a work in progress kind of thing. I but thought, basically, I thought it was looking cool the, where it was at. But thank you. Yeah, the the end result I'm hoping for is going to be like a, a fuzz with an analog kind of uh, octave built into it. Oh, cool! Ooh. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Casper, Casper, Dasper, naturally juicy. No, mm. wait, that wasn't it. What, what was it? No, what no, was no, it? no just stop. Quality juicy Casper. <laughs> Shut Listen, down. The, the point is, you're juicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, even up to this week, there, um, homie. <laughs> I hold on a minute. <laughs> He's just got. I got to get this mental image out of yeah. my head. <laughs> um, what have I been doing this week? I've been working a lot and not doing a whole lot of guitar stuff, unfortunately. Um, researching um, exotic woods. Um, working on a project uh, that's coming up. I'm not going to divulge anything about it. Yeah, you can't talk about that yet, I'm can you? Oh, I want to talk about it. I know there's some stuff coming. Um, uh, making a <laughs> making an investment into into something really cool. Yeah. So, um, been researching um, exotic woods, tone woods. We'll keep that up because there's a second project uh, mm-hmm. we're talking. Uh, that just yeah, that was that. Well, we also we can't talk about. about. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so there's projects. They're secret. Sorry, guys. But yes, we're doing things, <laughs> stuff and things. <laughs> and that's about it, man. And work has been keeping me so busy because I work in retail in an office depot and it's back to school time. So, Which is just exactly what everyone wants in a pandemic. <laughs> you know who's clean? Children. <laughs> Let's pack them all together. It's a well-documented fact. Yeah, <laughs> nothing goes I, wrong. I, I had someone argue with me that this this pandemic, this virus we are experiencing, mm-hmm. um, is not transmitted by children. Oh, at all, at all, at all. They are. Oh, good news, <laughs> isn't it though? That's great. And this person, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because <laughs> children it, are immune. Yeah. What was that? What was that TV not, not show? Just not just immune. They did not transmit at all. They could not carry and transmit the virus. I was like, Do you, you remember? Are, yeah. Do you remember that TV show with uh, the guy from 90210 and the oldest Cosby kid, Malcolm Jamal Warner, Luke Perry? Probably Luke Perry. Was and it was like. That came out of that with a career, right? It was like called Jericho or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was. I think that was. And like the whole premise of the show was that some virus wiped out everybody who was over the age of puberty. Oh. That's so basically we're living in that universe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's coming. Obscure nineties TV shows. <laughs> That's sitting on the tip of my tongue and is driving it's me crazy. It's not Jericho. I, I know it's it's something else. Jericho was like that was actually I that, was that was a different T V show. It was one of those like biblical t- names. It was named something like that. Um now that who I, was who was the eldest Cosby kid? Malcolm Jamal Warner. I believe that's his name. I, man, what is it with us and every once in a while just getting really off, off track on a on thing movie. on like old movies or? I know. <laughs> Solve it, Google. No, Are you I mean, no, Google's not my friend. Not no. Okay. Well, no. I gotta know now. Norm, I'm sorry. This needs to be solved. I, you and me both, my friend. I got my <laughs> airbook, my MacBook going on right now. You you got it? You think? Oh. oh, oh. It was early. Jeremiah. Really? Jeremiah. Yeah, that's the show. Okay. I found it. 
That's not the one I was thinking of, but that's that makes sense. I've never even heard of that. It lasted for three seasons. It aired on Showtime from 2002 to 2004. Oh, I just haven't scrolled far enough back in IMDb okay. yet. There it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. man, I freaking love Luke Perry. Oh, he died recently. That's sad. I'm yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. I horribly distracted us. I think I, I remember liking the first couple seasons of this show, too. Somebody Ooh, go shiny. find yeah. Somebody go find this show and watch it and tell me if it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Homework, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> anyway, today on the Luke Perry fan Early hour, nineties yeah. <laughs> and primetime. Hey, TV this hour. was two thousand two. Oh yes, this is, right. this is the early aughts. Early aughts. <laughs> yeah, no, as the um, British would say. So, are we on? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> as the English would say. Well, my week. Thank you for asking, oh, Norm. Um, uh, <laughs> what's going on in your week, buddy? I blame Norm for it. He didn't you ask should've. me. I know. This is his fault. Ever the scapegoat. <laughs> <laughs> my week has been uh, also not a heap ton of guitar playing, um, but I did play a little bit. Um, I've been lusting to replay with this uncle preamp that. Uh, it is right. disposed at the moment. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back eventually because uh, mm-hmm. I want to play with it again. Um, that Mike sent us and it's so good. Um, but I was talking with you last time we did an episode. Yes, uh, we actually sat for a while after we recorded. We we're just chatting, hanging out, chatting a bunch about these little babies. Mm-hmm. Um, that Norm here that Al just held up and waved. Yeah, I waved it around the ear just for everybody who can't see this. You guys really should start filming these. Oh, (laughs) no, no, no. Then I, first off, then I probably have to wear real clothing instead of this, uh, shiny G string number that I've been sporting. No, that's, that's where the viewers come. I prefer the gimp suit. (laughs) (laughs) Way too hot for that right now. (laughs) That's winter winter kink wear. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Daddy likes his comfort. Anyway, um, my safe word is kumquat. Um, I didn't. I actually learned that that is a fruit. It is a fruit. I did not know that. No, it's a thing. Sounded risque. Yeah. Not a. Risque. I know. It's, it's kind of a fun sounding word. Yeah. And it's also kind of a fun sounding word. You're derailing hard. I'm derailing hard. <laughs> Welcome to the cultured. Cultured guitarist, culturey culture. The, the cultured thing is is uh, something the, we aspire for. I think it went <laughs> out the door. We started talking about gimp suits. Um, <laughs> culture just took on a whole new meaning of yeah, mold that's instead. A, it's an underground culture. Mm. Technically, it is a culture, and we are in a basement. So gimp suits, I <laughs> hand in hand. Anyways, <laughs> woo. Okay. Uh, we were hanging out after the show last time we recorded an episode. <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, talking about these beautiful pedals that you sent us, Norm, mm-hmm. that were just some of the coolest things we've ever gotten in our lives. Yeah. By a white. Well, person. thank you. No, man. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the point. Thank you. First yeah. off, that's that's just a really generous thing to to give someone ever is a, is a cool pedal. Uh, but to, like, make us custom cultured guitarist pedals uh, man you're you're awesome dude 
appreciate that. Thanks. That's that's why I go out of my way to do stuff like that because it's like then you get it back. Well, I mean, I I can't even tell you. Like it was a really cool day for us yeah. opening that box, and uh, it was we were at Dairy Queen. Yep, Dairy Queen. <laughs> like I was on the way home from work. I was on his way home, and it was like we had to like link up in a town kind of between where I work and where he lives. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we met up at a Dairy Queen parking lot and, uh, and could not wait to take pictures with yep. these. <laughs> these are so cool, man. I'm holding, I'm holding this one's Casper's mine's at home. Um, I, I, yeah, these are so rad. They're like a, a tube screamer ish overdrive and a clean boost in one box is mm. you can't go wrong. Yeah, man. Like uh, when I built those two, they were just one-offs, completely just for you guys. And then I, before I sent them off, I played with it a bit. I was like, "Damn, you know, I I like this." And so I ended up making one for myself. That's on my board now too. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it, man. And he, and he painted it in our colors, and it's got our little logo on there, and it's uh, it's it's the it's good stuff. So I, yeah, we just cannot thank you enough, dude. That's so rad. Such yeah. such a cool thing. Oh, I'm blushing. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyways so been playing a little bit of that haven't played much guitar past uh past that mm. um i did pull the trigger on a uh descendant tremolo ah. uh my neck shim has arrived and uh the descendant tremolo might have arrived ups at least in canada kind of sucks and they're being very confusing. And it says it arrived, but it UPS also says they couldn't. USPS. UPS. Oh. It also says they can't find my address, which they've Do. been there. But UPS, so UPS has, like, found it many times before, back mm. when it was way harder and you couldn't Google Maps it. Yeah. Now that you can Google Maps it, they seem to not find it. Hmm. I don't know. So it might be here. I'm. That was fast. Then. Yeah. Yeah, which was good because I had to. Pay quite a bit shipping mm-hmm. and uh, extra fees for <laughs> oh some surprise uh, costs on that. I just remembered something from my week, but go um, okay. Um, so hopefully that's here. Hopefully I can get it tomorrow when UPS opens again because they're a Monday to Friday outfit. And if so, then you know maybe I can shim the neck on the Jazzmaster and put the tremolo from Descendant on the thing. And Same day. Yeah. And really have a scookum cool yeah. guitar going on. I already have a cool guitar, but that's going to be next level cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I'm seeing? Like everybody that was all mastery trim, mastery trim, mastery trim before, these days are all putting these descendants from Swope on. Well, so I definitely got in on the uh, the wave. So I'm trendy. Yeah, right? Cutting edge. <laughs> you, you I'm, are a I'm a trender. <laughs> um, the one cool thing that I've found during. You know, because I've been researching that that trem as well, and the mastery trem um, for reasons, and um, I think the the swope actually is just a better design with more adjustability, and that's it. It's, yeah, I, I mean, I think so. It's I not mean, an overly complex trem system, no. like from you know you look at the cutaways and stuff, and it's not overly com- complex. Um, but I think a lot of the the standard jazz trem or you know the shortcomings that that system has the swope kind of just eliminates a, like 95 sure, yeah. of them i mean the master the mastery is a great system too For sure uh i think the, the advantage that you know the descendant has was had was 
um, you know, it came along a couple of years later and had even more time to kind of, mm-hmm. you but know, does the mastery doesn't further. have a, an adjustable string angle? No, it doesn't do it. No, it doesn't do the so you can't adjust the break angle there. Right. So I know that playing like playing your jazz, you get after that thing hard. Uh, you're gonna you, you have a high likelihood of popping a string off the saddle. Yeah. So, yeah. um, that's really cool. I like. I think I th- if I were to hazard a guess, and this is a guess, this is just you know. Me spitballing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mastery relies on people buying their bridge as well as their trim system uh, a lot because their their bridge is fantastic. Saddle system. It is really nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's such a nice system. I th- but I think that addresses a lot of those issues. So I think, and I I think most people do buy mm. the pair when they go with the mastery setup, whereas the swope descendant system, uh, they don't even make a bridge. It's just yeah. by the it's just the trim by the trim. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I thought I saw on uh, Anderton's video that they had got around that and actually fixed the issue with those bridges. Uh, depending on the model of uh, jazz you buy, mm, yeah, yeah. Or jazz master you buy, yeah. yeah. Like mine, for example, has the Mustang style bridge where it has the kind of bigger aluminum barrel style saddles with a deeper, deeper uh, groove. This tiny little, yeah. And, and that does a much better job of like, you know the the traditional Jazzmaster has the like it's the same as a Stratocaster. It has those like knurled saddles where the string can kind of easily move side to side on it. Uh, but because of the shallow break angle of the strings, it's it's so easy to just pop it right off of there. Yeah. Um, and you know that was one of the key things that the mastery system definitely super super changed. And there's another one that's not available to North Americans anymore. It's made in England called the Stay Trim. It's a bridge for uh, jazz offset style guitars, jazzes, jazz masters, and jags, and uh, it looks really good. But hmm. you can't get it over here anymore. They they don't ship outside of England. I don't oh. think so. Used to, but not now. We know people. That's true. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. Maybe I should hit up some of our British contacts. Hmm. But that's, anyway, that's cool. Yeah. What you, what was your other thing? Oh, you were um, gonna... I got a notification in my email this morning that my spun loud Leon's Railer Phaser is in Salmon Arm, yeah. which is the town that I work in. I had it shipped to my store because uh, but porch pirates in my neighborhood are bad. Yes. So yeah, so that's I'm um, hopefully uh, it's at the post office. So hopefully I can it'll be delivered to my store tomorrow. Oh, dude, that's fantastic, man! Mm-hmm. That's a killer pedal. And also just <laughs> giving everybody the update on all the all my shipping. Um, my <laughs> hour, I should say, our <laughs> Caulfield cables are in the air right now. Yes. They are coming to San Francisco on Friday, Thursday or Friday? I'm, I haven't been keeping track. I don't have a track number anyway. Um, Do you want it? No. I'm not going to give it to It shows up, it'll show up. <laughs> Thank you. <You're> uh, <laughs> he just wanted to take it away. Yeah. <laughs> I should have known he was going to go that way with it. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited because I, even though my board is like 99% Caulfield anyway, mm-hmm. um, since adding a couple of pedals, there are one or two patch cables on my board that are non-Caulfield. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And you and call yourself an elitist. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm excited to do that. You know, you know what it is, man. There's there's a few great cable makers out there. You know, Caulfield's not the only one. Yeah, no. Um, but. Having gone all Caulfield and that low resistance, it's hard to have something not in that realm because I know how much it's slowing down the rest of yeah. the rig. 
So I'm excited for that. We are going to, there's another cable maker we are going to have on the show soon. That's uh, also pretty cool. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Which yeah. is going to be cool to see what their philosophy is and stuff. But anyway, let's talk to the guy we have on the. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Norm. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hey, hey guys. Uh, you know, no. As you said that, it's kind of funny because I kind of just drifted off and I thought I was listening to the podcast just like I am normally doing. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that uh, that was your reaction because uh, there there are pros and cons to an unscripted uh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and one Touché. of them is that Al just wanders off a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Al didn't bring up the gimp suits though. I just want to point that out. I mean, I did bring up the yeah this glittery g string, but anywho, so Pixar it ain't true. <laughs> oh my gosh norm yes mcdonald norm mac pedals i think it's pretty obvious where the name came from so we'll skip that part how did you come up with that? <laughs> well you see i did this really crazy thing of amalgamating my name together because it's also well genius known by someone else the best name yes yeah you so I, c- I couldn't name, just put my pedals. actual name because, you know, a uh, comedian who's much funnier than me. Yeah. Oh, that's well, a good point. All, yeah, he's no. Canadian, too, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. Of course he is, he is, yeah. Any relation? A name like McDonald. <laughs> no, yeah, but from the same... There's no other... actually co- from the same, like, geographical area, but other than that, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the last name McDonald in Canada are pretty much... That was, like, signed oh, into our yeah. constitutional charter that, like, one in five Canadians would have the last name McDonald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's always funny. Like, oh, your last name is that? Oh, so you must know so and so. No, no. <laughs> I, I almost guarantee I don't. Yeah. Were there phone books? You would see there's about eighty thousand of us. Yeah. That's All right. We little tribe. The coffee's good, man. That's right. I'm, I'm digging the coffee. So, Norm, uh, I think the place to start here, even though we're not super scripted, but uh, you know, give us. The origin story. You know what we need? Mm. I'm interrupting my own question. Such an idiot. <laughs> we need to, because we have hot buttons that yep. we've prepped a, a couple of music things mm-hmm. for, which you haven't uploaded to the hot buttons yet. But No, I haven't. But uh, you know what we need? When mm-hmm. we talk to our guests and we go, give like, us the origin like one story. Of those, one of those old like 45 records that has like the page turning chime? No, what we need is like some epic like, like, Origin, you know what? So, like something. You, just need some sentence. theme music. <laughs> finish that sentence. I'll clip it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Just me dun, dun, being dun, like dun. an idiot. Origin stories. <laughs> <laughs> Production value. <laughs> anyway, Norm, come on, man. Tell us. Uh, tell us how you got into doing what you're doing. Tell us. Yeah. Your, so. Tell us your history. So my history is I like to learn new stuff all the time, really. Um, Gross. Before I did before I did pedals, <laughs> I did like making my own soap from scratch, kind of stuff like that, right? Oh, and, I saw a movie like and, that once. <laughs> yeah, so that's surprisingly enough. That's actually where I got the idea. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. That's, so just, like, I'm getting so that re- took <laughs> that took a left turn, and I was like, okay, well, I got to find something. That, it did in the my, movie my, my too. Yeah. Did you blow something up? <laughs> did you destroy something just because it was beautiful? <laughs> well, like I'm Canadian, but I'm going to say I plead the fifth anyway. Uh, there you go. <laughs> 
But anyway, I uh, when when that went uh, by the wayside, I just decided like, oh, I gotta find something new, and I love pedals, so it's like, okay, well, that's the next kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Avenue? Evolution. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Avenue Evolution. So whatever. you went from yeah. underground Fight Club and insecure male anarchy organizing to pedal making. <laughs> So much the same. Yeah. <laughs> Every Fight Club fan out there is just like, hey! <laughs> it's literally my favorite movie, I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> okay. I, I love um, that movie a lot. I haven't watched it for a few years, but it, it is a fantastic movie. I have probably seen it 40 times. I don't know if I've seen it's, it that many times. I've really seen like it a bunch. Movie. Yeah, I've seen it at least 40 times. And it's like, it's one of those movies where you literally see something new every time you watch it. That exactly. movie destroyed my ability to ever look at my body with confidence ever again because of <laughs> that scene with Brad Pitt shirtless and he's got like the world's most prominent V going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abs, sure, and you're sure. like, how does that, what? Like you go through life looking like that? Oh, my God. Movie magic. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen him? He's just. He is he's ludicrously See, beautiful. Is, we're, we're doing it again. I can't, I'm shutting up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, want to tell yeah, you I about just, my lust for Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh my god! So great movie. Uh, anyway. I was more, always more of an Edward Norton kind of guy myself, so you know. I, <laughs> I got I, nothing I, for that. I am, I am just gonna stop. <laughs> we we can spend a whole a whole hour talking about uh, Brad Pitt or and please, or Edward Norton movies. Please no. Uh, why? Oh I'm my god! You. It'd be a whole other podcast, but I'm down. Okay, okay. You guys go do that podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> go jump off a bridge somewhere. So anyway, uh, back to my origins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went on Amazon and I just found this one. It was like it was a pre-drilled, pre-painted enclosure, and it just it sent you all the parts you need. Uh, and I just it was basically paint by numbers put it together. But at the time, I literally needed that because I didn't even know what a resistor was. <laughs> like, no joke. Uh, got that. Then I got a couple, like, electronics for dummies books and stuff like that and did a bunch of reading and just taught myself how to come up with circuits and, like, writ, went online, pulled some different ones and, like, tweaked in my own way and had fun with it that way and then started to just come up with uh, pedals. Yeah. Epic. That was a little briefer than I. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's. But man, it's not a. That's actually not an uncommon story. No, yeah, it doesn't and, need and to be long. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I, I have a question about like. So you just went and bought uh like one of those DIY build your own kits. Because I to been, start, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I've been kind of knocking that idea around myself because I I know what a resistor is and a transistor and all that stuff and kind of what they do, but how they do. <laughs> yeah. And like how they all kind of go together, I have no idea. I like, just open stuff up and I'm like, wires. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> fancy a, magic box. There's a light in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, um, that's really interesting to me. And like that you're, I mean, now you're building great stuff, and and that that's just really cool. I'm thinking about doing the same thing, but I don't just don't know how much time I have to really focus on it. You don't. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have it. I know. It's terrible. 
You just gotta, uh, you gotta c- come up with little like slivers of time where you can allocate to different things. That's, that's what all. he needs to play guitar. Yeah, that's really <laughs> honestly, that is how I get to b- play guitar now. <laughs> like, I love you, and I want you to have your fullest, best life. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> you're so full of it. Like, why would, <laughs> why would I lie about that? That is a, that is a genuine truth. I mean, yes. It did you take are me a an month. overcooked yam, and your fullest best life is really going to be mediocre. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Now, now, now you're filling my bucket, buddy. There. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's final episode is brought to you. By- <laughs> so, I mean, it did take me a long time to put my guitar together. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the parts were here for a long time. But, anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Norm's origins. That's true. And uh, I think it's very cool that it came from something so simple as I just want to learn it. And yeah. you are. So and have. Yeah, it was really came down to like the paint by numbers to just getting someone else's PCB and f- filling it down to actually getting like a breadboard, figuring out a, a cool sound and then popping that onto like Vera board and just completely prototyping everything. Right. Not quite, uh, not quite send it to China, make my own PCBs yet, but. <laughs> well, so, okay. So outside of a kit pedal, what was your first like original build? First original build, um, would have been a distortion for sure or an overdrive rather, but, uh, let me see if I can find what it was based off. Cause it was something, the circuit was based off some, something weird. Just... <laughs> you, you were the guy who was like. Instead of doing a clone or something like that, you were doing some like, oh, this was made in Sarajevo in uh, for yeah, like yeah. one six month period, and the guy died in the Civil War. <laughs> well, not quite that cool, but hold on, <laughs> I'm, I almost have it in front of me here. Uh, we're waiting, eagerly on. awaiting. I don't know what to say here. This is <laughs> all right. Um, it's a modernized version of a simple but powerful distortion circuit that originally appeared in Electra guitar in the 1980s axe built-in effects. Oh. Hmm. So, so it was an effect built into the actual guitar. Interesting. Wait a minute. Did you just pick up your own pedals pamphlet and read it to us? No, I picked up uh, a like a downloaded uh, thing I found from like what I based it off of. Okay. Like a, a, just a PDF file. Okay. I was like, that sounded, he was reading something. <laughs> that was definitely not off the cuff. <laughs> so you started with, uh, with drives and, uh, fuzzes, I assume were kind of either there as well or soon after. Yeah. Yeah. Basically my next project was a clone of the fuzz factory from Zvex. Yeah. Cool. That's one of my favorite yeah. pedals. That, yeah. It's my favorite fuzz to this date. It's just so tweakable. It really is. And it's super fun. Like it's you can play it with a guitar if you want to be that person. Or you can just make a squeak into it and just start twiddling. Oh yeah. It. <laughs> Turn that stability to like noon and you're good. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that's a that's a delightfully fun pedal. I think when I when I first found out like Matthew Bellamy from Use had a bunch of those installed in his guitars. I was like, that totally makes sense. I fantasized about the same thing for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, they're 
They're a great pedal. I think it is a widely cloned pedal as well. I think Zachary really knocked it out of the park with that design. Mm-hmm. So overdrive and fuzz. And then uh, when did you, you know, get a little more out there and start getting to the uh, the modulations, the analog delay? You know, what did... Well, like, yeah, so I did the, an analog delay. Um, that one I can't take full credit for because it was also a, a clone off of the Disaster Transport Junior from Earthquaker. Okay. So also a bucket brigade full on analog delay. So it was really cool. And um, yeah, I haven't really done any modulation stuff now that you mentioned that. Okay. I thought you did a tremolo or something like that as well. I, I, see, this is why I'm supposed to have your webpage up in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't memorize everything. Um, okay. Well, I really want to talk to you about the, uh, the blue whale, but mm-hmm. I'll get into that in a bit. Um, so for me, the pedal that I first found that, that kind of led me to finding you in the very very first time was uh, the Canary Drive. Mm-hmm. So, right. Tell, give me, give me, tell me about that. Like, how did the, what inspired that? What is the, what is the mission? So that, that was inspired by um, a couple different things. It was basically I was sitting down, I was breadboarding out just a simple circuit, um, very similar to the original one that I was reading you uh, the the copy about, but. Um, I was also reading online, it's a common mod to be done on uh, Big Muff pedals, where you add a secondary knob that's based off your tone. So it, as, as you sweep the tone, the other knob will add mid back to it. Okay. I'm, I'm butchering the explanation of this, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, so right now it sounds like you're describing a fuzz pedal, not a drive pedal, but uh, this is a drive yeah. pedal. Well, it's kind of a mixture between the two, but yeah. So it's a, it's a drive pedal and added those extra knobs on there. So I added the tone and then I added the secondary knob on it. So basically if the tone is all the way full, the, that second knob doesn't really do much. But if you have it down, then you can crank the mids back into it, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So it, it, uh, it's also, it, it offers a lot of tweakability which, you know, could be good, could be bad, depending on where you're looking for. But it, once you have something, like, dialed in, it it gives you a lot of, you know, if you want a hair this way, a hair that way, it really makes it possible. <laughs> and the Canary Drive Plus, is that, a, like, an extra boost added in for for drive? Yeah. Or? Yes. Yeah, that would be the same clean boost that I added into your guys' pedal, actually, too. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a good clean boost, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Really good. Um, and... Where did you, so is the blue whale the kind of based on that, uh, that copy you were making or is it kind of a, yeah, the blue whale, it, uh, that one is the, uh, the copy off the disaster transport. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So how did you come up with like this style? Cause you got a very unique, um, I'm glad you asked that actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I live in a two bedroom apartment in an apartment building. That, that is my work's bench, you know? Um, not very conducive, but I make do. But the, the, that kind of is what happened. With I went out on the balcony, and I was painting an enclosure, and it came out all globby and didn't work so well because I was doing it in the wind. So I was like, oh, s***. So I went, let it dry, and then I, just, I was sanding it off because I was going to all just start from scratch. And as I was sanding it off, I started getting this weird wear pattern. It's like, oh, that's actually kind of neat. Let's, that's cool. And 
it kind of evolved from there where I started like putting layers of colors and having different things blend into each other. And just sort of like, it's a lot of sanding. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but it's, it's a little beyond just a distressed look. Cause I, I, Oh yeah, I know. It, it started off as a distressed look, but yeah, it's it's definitely gone way past that. Like you've really taken it in, in its own artistic thing. I didn't even realize it was a distressed sanded paint job for a while because I thought it was just that was how you were kind of um just that was the design. It was a printing thing, you know? Like um and I think a part oh, of that was you yeah. know coupled in because you've got the uh the I want to say, is it watermarked graphics? That you, this water, water screen? Water slide, yes. Water slides. Whenever I, I say water slide, I would think I'm, I'm going to the water slides. Water slides. <laughs> Crazy carpet <laughs> styles. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, you've got these wonderful, like, geometric animals mm -hmm. that you've print up and your, and your, the, the border and your kind of, uh, your logo that you, that you do on each pedal. And, and over top of your distressed paint, um, it really creates a, it's really cool. It's cool branding yep. and it's unique Thanks. to you. Yeah. That's kind of like, it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse. Cause now if, when I come up with new designs, I almost have to go and give that distress look to it. Right. <laughs> but does that mean like every pedal has its own sanding pattern and its own distressed look? Yeah. Everyone's completely unique from oh, each other. So cool. Yeah. Love that. Love yeah. that. I mean, obviously, the pedal that Al got and the pedal that I got from you were were different a little bit, and I I didn't know that that was a consistency across the whole the whole scope of your pedals. Uh, I, I just thought it was you know, but that's that's amazing, man. Like that's so much more work. That you're <laughs> you're not special. Everybody's Every, special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, really, um, really cool. it's thanks. Yeah, I, I find too if you you give it up with a dry sound with like a, a like a, a lower grit. You can really dig down and get a lot of the paint off and then switch it up to a really high grit uh, wet sand. Mm -hmm. And I find with doing that, you can blend the colors a lot more so you can have a lot more of like the in-between color. Yeah. So you must be layering and then in certain cases, like layering different colors and then sanding them down yeah. as you see fit. That's, that's just awesome. It's kind of similar to um, in little school. Do you ever do that project where you have like a, a bunch of crayons and then you you take the uh, like just random colors on the sheet, and then you take the black crayon over top, and then just scratch patterns into it. It's kind of like that. Okay. No, but I did do a painting once in art, where I did a painting. I hated it, and I quickly painted over it all white and tried to do another one, and I hated that. And I did that again, and then I got mad and I took a stick and I started whipping the canvas, <laughs> and uh, it kind of slashed through these paint layers and the paint underneath started dribbling out and that looked really cool. So happy accidents through violence. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that was probably the, the coolest art project I did. And it was completely not because of talent. <laughs> 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 Taught me a little bit about myself that day. It's also how I created my most popular song. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was making a dig at the uh, the air quotations art around oh. creating nicknames. Hey, <laughs> I like the terrible nickname game. Obviously, we do it every week. Well, it's tradition. It's, yeah, it's built in. You have to do it. That's yeah. It's a pillar of the podcast, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, anyways.
I gotta say, dude, I love that on your your web store on your web page that you have prototype pedals for sale in enclosures with like extra holes and stuff. And <laughs> you don't, <laughs> you're not pulling any punches. You're just like, yep, this is a clean boost prototype. It's in a chassis for a completely other pedal, and you just have to deal with these extra holes. But cheap makes pedal. the same sound. Yep. Yeah, super cool. Oh, I love that. It was. Uh, <laughs> um, I was very, very, very close to pulling the trigger on that, and I think you sent us a message saying, wait. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Yeah. I think Nor- Norman well, told me he sent us something, so it was like, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that came down to part of, like, when we're scheduling this. Um, we were going to do it initially the day before I was, like, going to be done making them. So I was like, you know what? Let's just... We'll, we'll pause this for a bit because I want you to actually get the thing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I remember. I remember that because we were. It was like it's on. We're doing this yep. show, and then it was like, uh, no, I don't want to do this show until this box arrives. Oh, God, oh crap! I got to schedule somebody else. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's that's Al's life. Literally, we. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true, actually. Yep. It's been no, it's scheduling people true. is complicated. It's like, Less complicated when it's like Norm, who's only three hours time zone difference, mm-hmm. or yeah. or you know like Nick, who's me. in Oregon, or yeah, <laughs> so where they're in the same time zone as us. Man, like doing Joe from Hello Sailor or Dan from More Guitars in Copenhagen was just like, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're like we were staying up late to record, and he was up real early. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to get worse cuz uh Steven from Honey Tea and Maplewood we're going to we're going to have yeah. him on the show. Yeah. And he's in Germany. So yeah. that's going to be a Well, Denmark is literally right north of Germany. So yeah. it'll be about the same. Yeah. There's there's quite a few towns. over there across the pond as you will. Yeah, it seems like Europe has a few people doing a lot. <laughs> there's, well, there's this other guy um Zero Fret that I've been checking out quite a bunch and Zero. he's the one that it, He's the one that gave me the idea for getting like the copper clad and just like you basically draw out your PCB using uh Sharpie, throw it in that acid, and then you make your own PCB. Oh. Hmm. Okay. The Sharpie just protects the copper from the acid. Yeah. Yeah. So the acid eats everything that's not been sharpied. Then you wipe off the Sharpie when it comes out of the acid and you've got your traces right there. Oh. Cool. There's a lot of people yeah. that are way smarter than us. I was just saying, I'm just realizing how little I know about how this is done. It's like, yeah, I want to, I want to try it. I don't know anything. I'm so, it's good. Yeah. flipping potato. Hey, you're pretty though. Oh yes, and no one can take that away from you. At least you're pretty. I'm just kidding, Norm. He's mediocre. <laughs> That's why we're on radio. <laughs> You're a beautiful man with a face for podcasts. <laughs> he says. Equally as funny looking. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet because I already know you're going to put yourself yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> My self-deprecating side was like, and add yourself in there. Yeah, add yourself. It. Quick. You, you know, <laughs> say something hurtful to yourself. Self-deprecating humor. <laughs> you, you've been too kind to yourself. Tear yourself down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, okay. I'm going to switch gears here. Right. What is your, what is on your pedal board? 
Oh, what's on my pedal board? I'm going to have to take a walk to it because there's more than one. <laughs> more than one pedal? <laughs> I, I should hope. Well, you, it yeah. would be embarrassing <laughs> if you had just a yeah, it's, boost drive. Uh, it's really just a tuner. Uh. <laughs> well, I got basically two boards in one right now. Um, the, the first board is for expression pedals. So it's uh, I got a volume pedal, Crybaby, and a Whammy pedal downtune version. Mm. Which version of the Crybaby you got? Um, the original one way back in the day. Oh, cool. The CG something or other. Um, and then it goes into an MXR studio compressor. Then the MXR 10 band EQ, the Celtic guitarist box, <laughs> the, yes. the culture guitarist box. I like that. Uh, Great name. Uh, <laughs> it's perfect. Who, who would have thought about it? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I got the Fungi Fuzz, then a prototype that I'm working on, then uh, Nobel's Distortion from the 90s. Okay, yeah, man, I haven't Ooh. seen one of those around in a bit. Yeah, um, funny story about those, actually, I had the overdrive from the 90s too, and I needed to get it fixed, and I reached out to them, they're in Germany as well, and he's like, yeah, just throw me some money on PayPal and I'll send you the part. Perfect, because I couldn't have found it either way. Now I got that working too. All right. Oh, wicked. That's a very cool, actually, very cool of him. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, all great. pedal makers would do that. So yeah, so after that, it goes into the good old Rainbow Machine. Then uh, from there to a Phase 90, from there to the Blue Whale, there to the DL4. And then we get uh, the Count to Five by Montreal Assembly. Very mm. cool pedal. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, the Afternoon the V3. Then the Digitech Trio. And then the Boss RC3. All right. A looper. Man after my own heart. Yeah. Wow. So I got to say, um, for a guy who makes a, an analog delay, I'm surprised to still have the DL4 on there. Oh, I love the DL4. You can't go wrong with that thing. <laughs> I I loved it. You know, that was like my, that was the delay pedal for me for almost 15 years, That I, those things. And then you kill three of them? Uh, four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I bet you could have fixed all of them, which just fixing the switches. Um, you probably could yeah, have. Yeah, you probably could <laughs> have. Um, dude, if you take it apart, the switch is literally two connecting cables. Listen, dude, I've screwed up simpler things. <laughs> Just ask my ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> no, I, I, you know what? The I, I know the switch has died on at least two or three of them. One of them, it was something other than just the switches. The switches were going on it, but it would also, like, randomly change patches. Um, sometimes shut off and then forget the patch settings <laughs> it was just that one was a mess oh weird yeah um and then i got into other delays and stuff and then i tried to get back into the dl4 and it was, I, my taste had just kind of changed mm. i i still really respect that pedal for what it is and for how much it changed the landscape oh, of the it was a groundbreaking yeah absolutely if that pedal had not come along there would be no hipster in the world with a timeline on their board right now because it would have taken 15, 20 more years for somebody to come up with that. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, and I mean, 
I still maintain that those pedals are really the solution to homelessness. Because um, <laughs> they're so big? Yeah. Well, if, yeah. yeah, you can at least you know, <laughs> put your true. family of five in the battery compartment. That's right. <laughs> and they're oh so God, heavy, I they're not going to blow away in a hurricane. Everybody, <laughs> I know. Is it like D-cell batteries? It's D-cells. Four D-cells. Who ever used no. that? No one. So I think we've said this before, that with an update, you know. Oh, uh, that'd be awesome. A, a proper um, normal 9-volt power supply jack <laughs> that's not inverted polarity and, you know, remove the battery compartment, shrink the form factor. That pedal is still has a place, a big, I, big place. Yeah, in, yeah. In I, think, I think Line 6 is looking at it like it's, it's such a legacy product for them at this point. Yeah. They're like, we're not touching a damn thing. And well, that's there's... where they're going wrong, though, because like, look at look at all the fuzz faces that even just got put out in the, their mini form. Like, oh, I know, and, they're and so cute. I <laughs> I also think the other thing with them is that they're so focused on stuff like the Helix mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all that kind of side of their company that yeah, and that's the, fair. The concept of DL4 2.0 is just they're not even their head isn't even there, which is a shame because all you'd have to do is shrink the box. Update those. Yeah, switches. but the thing is, if they did th- if they did that to the DL4, they'd have to do the same to the, all the other versions of the series. They could just throw those ones in the friggin' river. No one well, uses everybody those. has a boat. Everybody <laughs> has a boat could use a new. There's motor. like one in four hundred guitarists uses any one of the other parts of the series. There's other yeah. parts. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, every once in a while, I see like a modulation modeler or the filter modeler, and then there's some heretic that shows up every once in a while with the distortion modeler and you're like who are you and why do you have that yeah that's insanity <laughs> um but yeah ever like the dl4 is the one everybody wants and i think an, uh, one with slightly updated firmware and better switches and a more reasonable housing size like uh you know tc flashback style four four button housing size would be would be great You'd, they'd sell bazillions of those things all over again, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just put some better switching, and that's yeah. prayers answered right there. Because yeah. yeah. it doesn't take much to update those switches. They're not expensive, so like six bucks a switch or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Until then, there's always like loophole pedals and stuff. That <laughs> they'll rehouse it yep. and yep. mod the heck out of it for you and send it back rainbow colored with 15 new LEDs and you know what's funny though is you're talking about the, the switches always failing i just fixed um my old boss metal zone and it was the same thing it was the exact same switch that failed and i had it uh i basically drilled into the the press point so i could retrofit the switch into it uh, did you, so it's it, the the original boss lever style is no longer functioning you just have like a, okay. a latch style coming out of it yeah, so I basically blocked the old lever style so it can't move. Yeah, and th- and then have a soft switch coming out of it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I I would love to do that to a few boss pedals. Like like, I am uh, I'm I'm low key on the hunt for another DD three. And uh, I, I would yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if uh, <laughs> if I could do that to a DD three and have have that because not that there's. You know, I don't have a particular hatred for the boss style lever switch, but um, I mean, for what it is, you could take the DD3 out of that box and put it in like a regular 125B or something. You think I could do that? 
I, well, I okay, appreciate your confidence you, in me. If you, but if you got yourself a drill, <laughs> that's pretty much all you need. No, actually, that's it's not. Al is not. Oh, I got drill. a drill press. Listen, I'm as likely to drill through my hand as I. <laughs> Should have seen us building pedal boards. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Entertaining. Very, very do least. you do stuff like that for people? Or do you do you ever have you ever done stuff like that? Like just making someone's board for them? Oh no, rehousing, no, like rehousing pedals, pedals or modding them for people. Oh. Or... I haven't, but that's not to say I wouldn't. I just haven't come across uh someone in need of doing that. But like yeah, I do that. I, I can do some I do like mods as long as they're older pedals like as long as it's not surface mount parts then i can still mod them mm. okay so if a guy got a dd3 to you <laughs> a dd3 made in the 90s <laughs> oh i'd feel a little guilty about messing right. with one of those i'd have to get over that <laughs> yeah but like if you want to do like old blues driver mods stuff like that um mm. I got all kinds of ideas for that. I see Brian Wampler put out an amazing book uh, called How to Modify Guitar Pedals. Yeah, I've he heard about that book. He has so many different options and ideas. Like even just like old pedals. Um, I was talking about Nobles earlier, so I have the Nobles ODRS. So it's a they're more popular just ODR, which is an overdrive pedal with uh, they call their tone knobs called Spectrum. Um, but this this one in particular has uh, a high, mid, and low built in with level and drive as well. Mm. So that one I was able to get fixed up and doing like that too. Oh, that's cool, man. See, I think that like I, I don't know how underserved it is, but I get the impression there is room in, in that field of the market because there's so few guys doing it. Yeah, well, and that's just it. Most people, myself included, until I got into making pedals, is like, if a pedal just went on you, you're like, okay, well, there, it's it's going to cost more to repair it than to get a new one. So just into the garbage or put it off to the side to collect dust. I yeah, I mean I, that's how my pedal journey has been. Uh, almost all of my guitar playing life. I, honestly, it wasn't until like making friends with like uh, the Doctor Scientist boys that uh, it occurred to me that you know I could probably get them repaired on the cheap. The only time I've ever gotten a pedal repaired, um, I gave my Maxon 89 to a guy to repair, and uh, it just disappeared. <laughs> just a, just a That's unfortunate. $400 delay gone. <laughs> no idea what happened to him or the delay. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was a bit of a bummer. It's okay because those are easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> so how I don't even know how long it's been since I bought this DS one with the intent to mod it. You had it for I want to say Probably four months, six, six months. months, maybe more. It's been sitting beside my station here for <laughs> all basically all of that time. Yeah. Um, I opened it up once and went, yeah. Do you know if it has the through hole parts or does it have a surface mount? Give me two seconds. You guys carry He's on kidding. your conversation. <laughs> He's literally grabbing a screwdriver. This is Amazing. happening on the show. Cool. Because while he's doing that, I'm actually taking Brian Walter's book. And DS1 is in here for different mods you can do. Well, there you go, right? Because you can turn those things into all sorts of wacky stuff. Yeah. Or well, if you want to really take it another level, um, you could do what they call circuit bending, where 
just yeah. people pe- people who don't know what they're doing just taking wires and moving them into other areas to get a new sound i have a friend who does that and he's got i think four or five old nes's that he's uh determined could not be repaired with a reasonable amount of time and money and so he's just gone and circuit bent the heck out of them <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the audio cards or whatever it is and uh he runs like crappy casios through them and uh makes very interesting and fun sounds doing that that would be interesting yeah i mean like space more often than not it turns into like some kind of a fuzz pedal with the circuit bending but yeah (laughs) casper proudly has the pedal opened nice (laughs) so um and the answer is yes this is all through whole parts oh wicked so if you wanted to mod this According to Brian Wampler, there's many things you can do. There's one called the Evil Modification. There's the Classic Rock Modification, the Acid Blues, the Tube Emulator, Vintage, and then there's other ones just like Modern Distortion Tones, Less Shrill Highs. Hmm. Yeah, lots. And like these mods are not that hard. It's We're talking about like four to five components switching out. That's it. Do all of them. Uh, yeah. No, that's the idea. Um, so, I get, uh, I've been looking, I've been eyeballing that book actually for a while. I just, it's can I justify doing and spending the money on it when I know the amount of time I have to sit at like a solder station and learn is very limited. Um. Well, I mean, we can talk later. You can hit me up on uh, on Instagram and I'll shoot you a picture of that page. That's pretty much all you need. Ah. <laughs> let's talk later (laughs) (laughs) also we should talk now on the podcast yeah yeah Yeah. no it's this whole thing um what do you think we're doing it's like hanging out but you record it and then other people can criticize it on the internet (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly how podcasts work podcasting in a nutshell nailed it And somehow a, a totally new perspective on it for me. <laughs> so what do you got going on in the guitar collection and the amp collection? What do you what do you run in the what are you running this eponymous set of pedal boards? So for? yeah. Um amp, I'm kind of uh in need of some at the moment, but I'm using the uh Fender Mustang for a practice. And I've got an older it's what is it? Oh yeah, it's a deluxe 112 plus fender from early 90s i know those ones that was in the same series as like the champion 110 and the princeton chorus yeah yeah right around the same time period i had a champion 110 and i loved the princeton chorus those were awesome always wanted to get one of the ones with the 12 inch speaker (laughs) that's the year (laughs) of Solid State Fender I grew up with, and I love them. Steve uh, Steve Demidash actually based his 112 Plus Drive. Oh, sick. That makes so much sense. Yeah, on yeah. that amp you have. That's amazing. I didn't even know that. Yeah. He never even mentioned me. That's cool. I, I mean, um, as, he, as he put it to us, like, that's where it started, and then it's since, you know, gone oh, way, way past that. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the good old Solid State amps where they can either be not on or at level one, rattling the windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good times. And then, the, of course, PV was right there doing the same thing, but with the added bonus of weighing the, you know, as much as uh, 15 
trucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've carried a few of those half stacks up. Ours are made in the USA, high quality, and good news, people cannot steal them. Yes. Because they physically don't move. Because they need a dolly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will I will hand this to BB. I know of at least one guy whose basement flooded, and his Delta Blues was in the basement <laughs> under three feet of water. For like a week. <laughs> oh, whoa. And he, you know, when the basement got cleaned out, the insurance company came in and they put all the stuff on a flatbed garbage hauling thing. Yeah. And put the sample on there. And he's like, well, maybe. And he took it off and he hid it around the side of the house because the insurance, you know, yeah, they yeah. want to throw it away and, and claim it and send, you know, pay, pay you out. Yeah. yeah. So he took it around the side of the house and hid it. And then, uh, Washed it off with the garden hose because it was covered in muck and stuff. <laughs> let it <laughs> let it dry for three days and then just fired it up and it worked. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, so immune he's to so lucky. I was like, you. I would have thought the thing would explode yeah, yeah, or yeah, electrocute him or something. Or something. <laughs> I I don't know, but I mean, yeah. Somehow that I don't know how the speaker made it through. I don't I have no idea how the the cone didn't yeah. just disintegrate. But yeah. Uh, Delta Blues. That, yeah, I would never it, it have trusted that, that nice amp again. Wet but. tone. <laughs> yeah, the reverb's really saturated and wet feeling. It's got a real drip to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got amps. What about the guitars, man? You, come on. Uh, guitars, um, electric, acoustic, both. First, the ones you play right. in the pedals. Yeah, what do you play? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with acoustic. This one is okay. Hold on. I. If you say ovation, this interview is over right now. <laughs> cool, this just got mighty awkward. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just laughing because uh, back when we talked to um, Tim, who uh, backline yeah. guitars, and right at the beginning of the episode, I went on this like ovation. They're silly curved backs, and they're so slippy. And then he goes, I have an ovation acoustic, and I really like it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh crap! Oh, <laughs> no, actually, I. Also have the same feeling. Ovation guitars—they just slip off my lap every time I play them. Yeah. All right. A proper human. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember in high school, my buddy had one, and we'd like, you know, do the whole "let's go camping, take our guitars" thing, and it was great for that. But holy yeah, hell, I mean, not so, not so much paddle yeah. to your campground. Yeah. <laughs> right. You lose your paddle, you're still good. <laughs> or you can, you know, you can bail the or canoe it's out. the boat. <laughs> <laughs> or you, yeah. <laughs> No, this um, is uh, Epiphone Dove Pro. Oh, yeah. Dove, I'm not familiar with that one. So it looks like the Gibson Hummingbird, but with more frills, surprisingly. Like I'm vaguely familiar with a, like a Gibson Dove or the, or the Epiphone Dove, but what's the pro? What's the distinction so on that? I think that's just a matter of having the Fishman Electronics in it. Okay. But that was kind of... Yeah. It was kind of funny, though, because I literally I went into the shop um, just for a, a new pack of strings and I saw it sitting there and I started playing with like, oh, the action is just incredible. It's almost like playing an electric guitar. And the sound was really just on. And it was like, sweet. So I was like, can I take this to the uh, the other room and, and plug it in and play it? And I was like, cool. All right, so I didn't say plug it in, I just said play it. And uh, he's like, yeah. And I started playing and I realized this actually has uh, like a pickup, like it's acoustic electric. So that was another check on the box. And then 
one of the reps actually came running up to me going, hey, if you're going to pull one of those off the wall, you have to talk. Cause I was in the, like the expensive guitar room and he thought I was playing one of the like $3,000 Gibson ones. <laughs> but that, that, and then when that happened, I was like, okay, sold. This one's coming home with me. <laughs> I've, uh, I've got a, a love hate relationship with like nervous salesmen and guitar shops. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a perfect example of it. <laughs> I I get it to some degree. Like you don't want just any overcooked yam walking in there and ripping a, a you know, Les Paul custom off the wall and just kind of. That's just it. You don't know that. who you're dealing with. You don't know who you're dealing with. <laughs> okay, just you, you called me an overcooked. I yam. did. I wasn't specifically referring to you in this instance, okay. but it applies. Um, <laughs> if the shoe fits, you know. <laughs> if the shoe fits, uh, <laughs> yes. If the shoe, if shoe fits, fits uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, <laughs> You know, but I like because I I worked in in music retail for a few years, and I I you know there was definitely some turnips. Is that better, Casper? Much much. Yes, thank you. There's definitely some turnips that would wander in, and you'd just be like, "Ooh, yeah, listen, uh, that's a custom shop, Joe Perry. How about we play this? Look, do you like dime bag, Daryl? Come here, I got a <laughs> like. Do you like bolt on necks? Do you love under three hundred dollar price tags? Because buddy, hey, this yeah. one's got lightning bolts. Um, but you know, at the same time, it seems like the, the really nervous salesman that I worked with and, the, and that I've experienced in shops going, you know, all across the country and across some places in other countries as well. Uh, some of them lack a little bit of discernment as to like competent customers versus mm. turnips. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the same approach is applied regardless. It's like, yeah, you know. It's, yeah, well, better I, safe than sorry. I kind of think it's funny because, like, I like to go and pick up the, like, really, really expensive acoustics whenever I go to a music shop. Mm -hmm. Like, and then kind of, like, A, B it in my mind against my guitar, which technically speaking. Which is, is also oh, custom. Yeah, which is, you know, literally, honestly, even the, some of the most expensive acoustics I've ever picked up in a music shop, my guitar, like, is almost yeah, double that value. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I walk in wearing plaid shorts and a fedora and a t-shirt that says <laughs> world's okayest guitar player um thank you john <laughs> no different different shirt <laughs> but yes so i walk in there looking you know in my flip-flops and people and then you know, immediately start playing like yeah, smoke water grab right a, go grab a $5,500 tailor off the wall um <laughs> you, people get a little bit weird right <laughs> like especially these nervous salesmen like you say um get a little bit funny and it's like man I I actually I'm just playing this because I don't think it's as good as the guitar I play, and I want to know. And it's generally speaking, <laughs> I just I, like I just think not. like you got to have a little bit of a ability to kind of weed sniff out you know people who are you know yeah. Like Smart. if I ground it off the wall by the headstock and drug the body across the floor <laughs> to the bench, yes, take it away from me. But no, you're relicking it. Because people well, I just pay think more like for that. You kind of tell who's who's probably trustworthy to at least handle the guitar and who's maybe needs a little more guidance. And I think in those cases, you know, you should also be able to tell like the people that are a little more trustworthy are not the silly ones that are going to grab the $15,000 63 Gibson off the wall mm -hmm. and just go willy nilly on the thing. They're going to, you know, at least wave you down and be like, can I touch this uh, SG yeah. please? Anyway, I'm just, anyway. 
So anyway, I'm really sidetracking. So okay, what Epiphone what tangents? What, what tangents? <laughs> yeah. Okay, what? <laughs> like, this was a 20 minute podcast until I started. Anyway. <laughs> Nickname. But yeah, names. like so, went in for a, a pack of strings, came up with a, an acoustic guitar. So that's that's how things are supposed to go, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been there. That's happened. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> So I've got that, um, and then I've got some other like crappier acoustics, but like I'm literally like a, I have one and that's like a Walmart special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's just uh, for beating around. Then I have um, for electrics, I've got an Ibanez RG. What's an MH three two one? It's basically uh, it's an RG, uh, but with a um, no trim. No Floyd Rose. So I can actually tune the thing. <laughs> um, you know what I like about those RGs? If, if you're into the the shreddy modern style music and guitars, um, the base level RGs, you know, it's three, four hundred bucks are pretty good. Yeah. You know, they hold up and Those well wizard next. Their, wow. Yeah. The, the, like they hold up well compared to their $3,000 counterparts and stuff and. I mean, there's a reason you pay the three thousand dollars for the, those ones too. But yeah, well, that one's actually got a funny story too because I've been doing some research online and I I wanted that model and I was trying to find it and just wasn't coming up anywhere. So I actually went on to Kijiji and posted a wanted ad for it, and I was living out in the sticks, kind of like you guys. And turns out the person ad, uh, answered my ad. He was on the same street out in the sticks that I was, and he had the exact guitar and model just sitting in his basement collecting dust. He's like, yeah, I, w- I, I wasn't planning on selling it, but you want this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, I, well, Casper's, Casper's not really in the sticks. No. He's in the hood. I am, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm in the sticks. You are, yep. <laughs> yeah, my hillbilly brethren. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, say what you will about them, but I I much prefer the hillbilly brethren to the city folks. I don't have a preference on the people. I find turnips and awesome people in both places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like yeah. the quiet and uh, the the beauty of where I am is really nice. I'm not always the fondest that, of a forty minute drive in town every time I go somewhere. There's that, yeah. There's pros and cons, but like yeah. that's kind of what I was getting at. Is I prefer like the just like the, the quietness going yeah. out on your front porch and. You know, not having to worry if you see anyone. Yeah, it, no, you could run out of my place naked, and <laughs> and I'm sure you do. Uh, no, <laughs> because my place also has my mother and father-in-law and mm-hmm. my wife, and I don't know when they, <laughs> this naked chubby guy running around the woods. Again, images, images. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I got pictures. Yeah. I'll give them I, to you later. But but you know, I did have a weird encounter going out to my place where like a lady flagged my wife and I down as we were driving up the hill and and this this is a it's a class c road which means you can drive up to 80 kilometers an hour on it um you shouldn't well you know road conditions and weather use some discernment I would never drive anywhere close to 80 on most of that road because the washboard literally shakes yeah it's It's (laughs) it's a dirt road going up a mountain yeah I, I typically kind of go up that thing at 40 to 50. And this lady flags me down, and, and, and uh, I, usually it means Something's trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I stop. You think. Yeah. 
I stop. She walks up to the car. I said, hey, uh, is everything okay? Do you need a hand with something? And uh, immediately she goes, you're a terrible driver. And just starts launching. And I've seen you driving. You drive like a maniac. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> and I, I'm kind of well known amongst my friends and family for driving a little bit like an old man. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it's even funnier then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so it was just like, what the heck? So I... I told her to go screw herself and I drove off and um, her concern was the safety of her child who she pulled over on the side of this road to have playing ditch in the ditch of this road, which the ditch (laughs) is a six foot like embankment going uphill, which it's just like, so the safe, happy playtime is this little cliff that he could fall in front of a car off of and I'm the, anyway, okay. All right. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you find all kinds everywhere. You're not wrong. So, okay. I'm just, here we go. I got to shut up. <laughs> yep. This is a wonderful I mean, interview with myself. I would <laughs> love it. It would be a pretty silent podcast otherwise, so, you know. <laughs> I am a quiet guy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's taken us 20 minutes to talk about two guitars that Norm has. Yeah. Well, we're only going to talk about two more, so luckily that'll shorten things up. Um, so then I have my Epiphone Gold Top, Les Paul Styles. And uh, then I have... Gold Top, Les Paul? No. Yeah, I can't go wrong with that. And then also a, um, a Squire Telly, that's the, um, the classic vibe style. Okay, nice. Keeping it I really, budget friendly. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my, my knee's going into my pedals, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no I, I i love the telly more than any of my other guitars like it's just it's so playable and it's different from most though in so much that the saddles there's a a saddle for each string instead right, of like yeah, most more most tellies, yeah most tellies will have like one saddle handles two strings and this yeah. kind of makes it harder to intonate for sure yeah i mean you can get some of those like compensated brass saddles that are a lot more helpful that way, but uh, not as nice as having six individual ones. My telly has individual ones. As that well. would be more like a uh, like I'm not super up on the Fender stuff, um, but that would be more like the kind of the Strat Graph Tech style. Yeah, with okay. the six. Yeah, yeah, okay. But a traditional telly is three. Yep. Posts and then the brass barrels. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Like a T bar type thing. Yeah, you know what I'm really digging lately. Mm-hmm. Have, have you guys seen? Um, it's it's I don't I don't know how long they've been around for I I haven't looked into it hardcore but there's I'm starting to see them a lot on custom builds um, on those like what if style parts caster builds where it's like a hodgepodge of different Fender esque mm-hmm. ideas kind of taken in a new direction and stuff and uh, somebody a few companies probably but somebody came up with the idea of like they obviously love the sound of a Tele bridge with those three brass style barrels but mm-hmm. wanted a strat style trim. And so you can get a bridge now and I this is new to me and uh probably not new to most people out there but you can get these cool bridges now that are just like a, a half size style tele bridge um, floating. Yeah, and it's it's like a tele style bridge on top of a strat style bridge's base plate and spring system with an arm. Oh. So you got these three brass compensated barrels. So you have that Tele bridge sound, and it flush mounts against the top. But you can down bend the arm 
like a strap bridge. Mm. I think they look really cool, and I, I'm just like in love with that concept because I really love the way Telly Bridges add some uh, that metallic kind of bell ringing to it because of mm. those those saddles. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else has turned on by that idea, but I think they're cool. <laughs> That's pretty neat, yeah. Actually, um, not a guitar, but worth noting because it's freaking awesome. Is have you guys heard of Thalia Capos? Uh, yeah, they, I've seen them. They pop up on my ads a lot. I haven't tried them. Oh yeah, if you look anything online, you're gonna your sponsored ads will be just overthrown. Yeah, they're aggressive in their sponsored ad purchases. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I picked one up back in the day because my day job included working for Shopify, which is what who they run under, and. Uh, it's incredible like it's such a cool concept just being able to load from the bottom so you can actually move your your capo position on the fly so and I, just i don't think the, i fully understand it can you can you break it down for me or is it, i don't know if that's easy yeah like a podcast, but. it's think it's kind of like a c-shaped pattern and you pinch it inwards to open it rather than the other way around it kind of, sounds backwards intuitive but uh it opens up by pinching it and you load it from the bottom up so when you're playing you can actually just kind of grip it give it a little squeeze and move it to a different fret position on the fly i think you've probably done a very good job of explaining it but my brain is confused <laughs> you got the interwebs next to you i i, I do I, I i recommend uh looking it up <laughs> i'm gonna you know what i should i'm, I'm gonna reach out to them because i think it would be cool I, to just I, also, just doing a little bit of Googling myself, I believe the trim system you're talking about is uh, called the Super V from Mavericks Tremolo. Super V from Mavericks? Yep. Is that Maverick? what you just, uh, that's yep. what you just said? That's what you're saying. Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I th well, this one looks like it has a whole base plate as well. Like yeah, the there's Telesol base plate. A bunch, a bunch of different models from them, but that's the, the premise, right? Yeah. The ones, I've only ever seen ones where it's just like, there's no like extended base plate around the pickup. It's just the, okay, the short style one, like on those on those more wayfarers and stuff we were looking at, the little shorty, yeah, the yeah, shorty yeah. style ones. Um, but I the concept, I just think it's such a neat, neat concept. But uh, anyway, okay, Thalia Capos. I'm looking it up here. I I really cool. I think you guys are really dig the like the, the stuff they put into it too. Like I bought one here and they just did a like an inlay of ivory and it wraps around really yeah, nicely they're all they're always doing something kind of neat like that they're they're it seems like releasing kind of customs and one-offs and limited editions of just like different you know sexy looking woods in there yeah and, um that's kind of their whole thing they're like the sexy accessories company <laughs> very much yeah a little on the fracy end for a capo but okay it's got the sex the, factor I, I see what you mean about squeezing it and it, it seems counterintuitive but seeing it a picture of it it makes sense um $85 that's probably US yeah so that ain't cheap but if it's really really good and like the inserts it comes with 12 different inserts that you can pop in and it has like different uh, fretboard radiuses so like if you have a different radius on your guitar than others you can actually just pop in the next piece and Okay. Perfectly. Okay. So your eighty-five dollar U.S. investment is—it's buying a bit of a system, not just a clamp. Yeah. Yeah. It well, it's a—we'll call it a clamp with extra <laughs> parts. <laughs> a clamp with pizzazz. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but they got a really cool story too. It's a whole like father daughter thing. Yeah, I I read a little bit of their story. They seem really cool. Um, I'm gonna have to check them out and see if I can get my paws on one. I've been running the same capo for almost two decades. Uh, it needs replacing. I'm sorry, my capo. <laughs> your capo. It's, it needs. It it's like the first like, I don't want to say quarter inch of travel. There's nothing. I know. Like, it's just it's so floppy. And flop. it's, it but I've toured the world with that capo, man. It's hard to. I think you should put it in like a glass case and keep it. And get a new one. <laughs> it, it belongs in a museum. Yeah. All right, fine. Jeez. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, it, I don't even think it's anything crazy. It's just like a silver Dunlop. <laughs> it is, yeah. Just yep. a yield. Yeah. I'll put it in a case with my TU3. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely is uh, worn, almost worn out. Yeah. It's time. I know. You know, I actually bought a second one, and uh, I don't even know where it is. <laughs> That's funny. I just, I just, I don't know. The silver one's got the mojo. Maybe I need a Thalia one with mojo. There you go. Well, um, Norm, <laughs> mostly due to my own ranting, but uh, we're way over time here. Oh, geez. Um, so uh, we're going to have to cut it uh abruptly unceremonial no, we'll, <laughs> we're still gonna do the ceremony don't we'll worry. do there'll be ceremony yeah much ceremony <laughs> norm is the best oh, okay, it's part of the ceremony oh jeez <laughs> yeah, i'll edit it that just a okay. nice long beep right there <laughs> <laughs> no man it's uh, honestly dude uh i've been you know we've been wanting to get you on for quite a while and uh you you had us delay it out of incredibly generous uh, intentions. Uh, not intentions. You delivered on them, literally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> incredibly generous reasons. Um, and, dude, you're just an epic, awesome guy. Uh, we we think you're the raddest dude. Uh, we love you. We love the pedals you sent us. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. It's always great talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime. For sure. Um, Casper, any deep philosophical final thoughts? Mm, no. <laughs> he just um, went blank. Yep. Wait, uh, you were asking me a question? I thought I was listening to the show. Uh, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just uh, everybody needs to to check out Norm's work um, at normac.pedals. Yeah. Where think. do people find you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, Normac Pedals, or just at Normac Pedals on uh, Instagram and normacpedals.com online. Normac, by the way. N O R M A C dot pedals yes. on Instagram. Oh, is dot okay? Thank you. No worries. <laughs> and then it's normac uh, dot pedals. It's normac dot pedals okay. on Instagram. Yeah. I and wouldn't have typed that. Yeah, normacpedals.com for uh, your super awesome, easy to navigate website. I might add. Yeah, thank you for thank that. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Not all pedal builders have a nice, easy to use web page. Well, luckily the day job helps with that one. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a breath of fresh air, just like you. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, so so enough of this circle. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, the real, this is a very safe space here, other than when I made fun of Casper. Um, no, thanks for coming on the show. We love you. Listeners, thanks for listening. We love you too. And just a reminder that you too are awesome, and you too are special, and you too don't need a fancy webpage to talk and reinforce how special you are. But it's true. And you can hear us again next week, where I'll have another cheesy thought. I'm going to draw this out until Casper hits stop.